And welcome to How Do You Do the podcast. I'm Samantha Vinicor Meinrat. And I'm El Harudi. And we are here, like every week, to talk about all things Jewy. Yeah, El, how's it going? It's good, it's good. Life is looking good. I like the, um, the weather outside, but it's not too hot and then it's not too cold, so you can wear like flip flops, but a light jacket. I'm all about the flip flop jacket favorite combo. Season. It's a good one. Right? Absolutely. Um, well, I. As um, some of our listeners who follow us on Instagram know, just got back from Israel, so I have the deepest tan that I'm going to have this entire year. You know, I kind of I looked at you and I was like, I can't believe she came in here so tanned. If it helps, I'll show <laughs> Do you. Do you know we don't have sun here in Ohio? If it helps, I'll show you the burn on my back, oh, no. and it'll really help. What happened to sunscreen? I did sunscreen. I promise. I was so good, listeners. Believe me, the whole week. And then my last day, I met up with um, former students of mine at the beach, and they're so white that I was like, no, 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 you guys go under the umbrella. No. And I regret my life choices of being kind to others. Um, But before we go into all of my stories, regrets, as well as yours, um, I just want to remind all of our listeners, um, if this is your first episode, if this is your many, many, whatever number this is episode, we are so excited to have you here. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. It really helps people find it, especially if you leave a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Instagram at HowDoYouJewPod and reach out to us with thoughts, episode ideas, questions, anything you want to share at HowDoYouJewPod pod at gmail.com and tell your friends please thank you yes absolutely <laughs> share us up um so this episode we're going to be talking about traveling to israel i'll share some anecdotes from the trip that i just had we're going to talk about yael's dreams of an upcoming trip to israel fingers crossed because uh, now that we're <laughs> vaccinated the world is opened um ish sort of a little bit um <laughs> oh did you have to do a um like a blood test when you got to Israel? I did. Yeah. I was so brave. But actually, okay, fun cultural difference. Yeah. So in America, the COVID test that you have to do is just in your nose. Yeah. In Israel, it's mouth and nose. But and it's not as invasive, right? They don't go all the way no, to your brain. No, they didn't go all the way up. But in mouth. the airport, that's funny. they stuck two of the like, I don't know. Swabs. Swab, yes, that's a word. Swabs into my mouth and then one up each nostril at the same time. And I was like, whoa, that was just a lot of, I don't know. It was a lot of touching. Um, and oh then God. wait, all at the same time. They no, they did the two in the mouth at the same time. And then they took the two out of my mouth and put one of those two in each nostril. And then Noam said, at least it wasn't the other way around, which was <laughs> like, he was correct in saying that, but also it was just like, what? Oh, sorry, Israel. Um, Yeah, so and then you had to, and then you had to go do the blood test. So did did you you have to schedule an appointment? I did. Okay, good. I'm asking all these questions because, like, I'm I'm, I really want to go visit. Listeners, we won't talk that much about the logistics of scheduling blood tests. Suffice I'm home. <laughs> suffice it to say, you have to. It's fine. And by the time we air this, this will probably be obsolete information because <laughs> the COVID situation changes like on the reg. Um, but to start off, since our new thing has been these 30 second summaries, I figure I will brain dump and give you a 30 second summary of this Israel trip. And then we can go from there. Yes. Okay. On my mark, gets that self, 
and go. So I landed on a Sunday. We went straight. Well, first we did the COVID tests and like, blech. then we got the blood tests, more blech. Then we went up north and did a water hike at Nahala Kibbutzim and spent two days up by the Kinneret in this beautiful hotel. Um, highly recommend because it had a pool and a beach, but the beach wasn't a sand beach. It was a grass beach. So you didn't get all yucky when you're sitting. And I was like, that's ingenious. Wait, is this the Kinneret? Wait, it's oh, still my sorry. 30 seconds. No, then I went to Tel Aviv and Tel Aviv is amazing. And I saw my sister and we had a lot of food and Yael took some of my seconds. Oh my God, wait, I forgot we were doing it 30 seconds because I was listening to what you were saying. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But what, is, okay. what was your question? Well, at least you failed one time because I feel, I always fail. <laughs> so much Tel Aviv, goodbye. Um, what was your question? I missed it. Um, the, the hotel. It, was it the on the Kinneret? Or it was. was. It? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So usually when we go up to the Kinneret, and for listeners who are not necessarily familiar with Israeli geography. The Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee. So it's this... Um, he, huge in Israeli terms, average in American terms, um, freshwater lake that Israel calls a sea um, in northern Israel. And it's beautiful and so much fun for swimming. And yeah, so we went up there for a couple of days, um, which was just lovely and so relaxing. It translated into sea. Like we, I think it, it's, in Hebrew, it's Yama. That means it's, uh, it's more like a lake. Well, it is a lake. But no, but we call it a lake. Yeah, but do you really? It's like, called Yama. No, I know it's Yama, but like, don't you think it's a sea on some like deep? Well, level? At, at school we learned that it's uh, Yama and not. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and, okay. and the difference. All right, I apologize. <laughs> Israelis know. We we know our geography. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like kind of like when Israelis say, "Oh yeah, I know how to go skiing." Okay, I went I'll to... tell you. So like Yama Melach, the Dead Sea. Yeah. We actually call sea. Right. Which is also a. It's also basically a lake. Exactly, but it's. A dead it lake. makes us feel good inside. <laughs> it's a deadly. It makes us feel good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had an amazing time this past week. It was too mm-hmm. short of a trip. I was literally there for six days, but I got a lot of eating in and a lot of different bodies of water, which both felt super important. And I, we, as our listeners know, as I deeply know, you're dying to go back to Israel. Yeah. Um, what are you, other than of course, family, friends, like people, what are you most uh, looking forward to or craving doing in Israel? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to, I, I want to like tell you um, live on the podcast um, that um, this week you, you texted me um, this like random message and you said, oh my God, all I'm doing is eating. That is true. Okay, so I looked at my phone and I was like, I, I can't believe you texted me that. I was like so angry. I turned my phone down. I was like, that is so mean. I want to go eat too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> to be fair, I did, I texted that in response to the question of like, how is it going? I know. I, sh- I should shuts. not have asked that. <laughs> I was like, I saw you say, I'm eating. So all I'm doing is eating. And I was like, I, 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 do, I did not want an actual response to that question. I, I was looking for like... I'm doing fine. It sucks without, (laughs) no, all I did was eat. I'm kidding. It was glorious. Um, And I ate, I will say both like classic foods that I had been like craving, like good shakshuka, good hummus. I also had the best taco of my entire life. Yeah. At this stand in Shuka Carmel. Listeners, a shuk is an outdoor um, market Mm -hmm. with just different food and um, different like vendors. It's like a really colorful Middle Eastern thing. It's awesome. And there's this guy who opened this taco stand that 
There's you don't get to order. He makes Wait, it was one like a thing. soft taco. No, it was he like grilled the tacos. Um, but are they a flour taco? I don't like a flour tortilla. It was it was like an open faced. Um, so yeah, I think it was a soft taco, but it had been grilled. So and, yeah, oh and. My God. This guy is just like this artist. He makes each one individually. You can't modify it. Like, he puts whatever he's putting on. He has one kind of meat, one kind of salsa. Okay. And I ate... This was, like, really classy of me. My sister and I ate this standing over, like, a garbage can (laughs) um, and just, like, dripping it on ourselves. Best taco I've ever eaten. I'm very confident in saying that. I I keep telling Dan, like, everything we eat, and I'm like, no, no, no. In Israel, the best sushi. No, no, no. In Israel, the best taco. And I keep keep saying, like, it kind of sounds like Israel doesn't have actual food that is theirs, but I swear, it's just that everything is good in Israel. Well, also, we've talked about this before on the show when we've, like, Ask for spontaneous endorsements from um, cottage cheese companies, which mm-hmm. still have not come in. Oh, I found that other um, one. <laughs> Israeli dairy is amazing. Yes. And since the last time I was in Israel, this new ice cream chain has like taken over Tel Aviv. Golda. Golda! Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. Have you had, have you had their pretzel um, their pretzel sauce? No. Oh my God, you did Golda wrong. I did Golda wrong. I can actually make you the pretzel sauce. Thank you. Okay, Everyone yeah. make a pastry <laughs> chef friend, as I tell you each and every week. But yeah, this new place called Golda opened, yeah. and I passed the first one while I was walking to the beach, and I'm like, oh, that looks nice. And then I passed another one, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I passed the third one, so I texted my sister. I was like, what's up with what Golda? Is, what is Golda? And like, do we oh, approve? No. Yeah, we do. And then Everyone eats Golda. <laughs> Everyone yeah. eats Golda. It's crazy. So but, I, okay, so you had it. Yeah. How good was it? It was very respectable. Like, uh, well, yeah. do you still prefer Mitchells? Oh my god. Oh wait, are you a Graders person or Mitchell? Oh my god, these are like very personal questions yeah. for us to discuss on the podcast. For those listening, Mitchells is a Cleveland specific ice cream chain. Graders is a like Midwest from Cincinnati, but like has come up to Cleveland as well. Oh. <sighs> That's really hard. I like. I think I might be Team Golda. Oh uh, wow! I think I might be Team Golda. It's okay. I'm Team. So there was. So there's an ice cream place in Beersheba. It's called Glida Beersheba Ice Cream. Like Beersheba. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, that's my favorite, and I have not tasted any place that was better than wow. that. Yeah. So what I appreciated about Golda is they have at least in the like four different branches that I went to. Just for the record, I had actual gelato in Italy and I still prefer the ice cream relationship. <laughs> so what I liked about Golda is they had both ice cream going, like scoops, but also like a froyo station happening at the same time. So you could mix in like yeah. all the toppings. And I just really appreciated that like you could have the ice cream vibe and the frozen yogurt vibe. Um, and so, yeah, at this moment I might be team Golda. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, but wait, back to you. What other than Golda, apparently, or Galida Beersheba? Side note. Are you Almost look- every ice cream place in Israel has a frozen yogurt. No, not like this. With all of the different toppings and everything. Yeah. Th- this was no, no. sufficient because my fit guys, my favorite frozen yogurt place in Israel yeah. closed. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, now you have gone down. <laughs> well, and the way that I found out that it closed, 
I was viewing this um, Froyo place as my reward that I like the one day that I was by myself. So I didn't have my family with me. Like I was just kind of bopping around doing my own thing. I had like a work project that I was trying to get stuff done with. So all day I was like, as soon as I finish, I get to walk over to get my yeah. frozen yogurt. So I planned my whole day around it. I like stationed myself um, relatively nearby. I took this really long walk, finally finished and I walk over and um, I, I don't know if we're like using a lot of profanity on this podcast, but I started screaming in the middle of the street. I called my sister and I was like, why didn't you tell me? Shouldn't we get to vote on these kinds of decisions if they're gonna close? And then I said, like, this is causing my Zionism to come into question if my frozen yogurt place isn't um, welcome in Israel, like, am I welcome in Israel? It was a very personal encounter. Not that I'm over dramatic in the slightest. Okay. All right. So wait, you didn't answer my initial question. Sorry. What do you want to do in Israel other than well, eat you, ice cream? But the thing is, you cut out my like my family and whatever. And honestly, as much as I want to go eat everything in Israel, I the most the thing that I miss the most and that I want to do the most is go to my all my brothers' houses and just like hug my nieces, nephews, and all my brothers. I just miss them. No, of course. So much. It like. I finally understand when, when my mom, when I was living in Australia, my mom said that she misses me so much it hurts. I understand what she means. Yeah. It really hurts. Okay, I don't want to take that away from you then. You can include so hugging all your people. So that's the one thing I like really, really want to do. And I actually like, I start, it's it, like I want to go home so bad and visit them that I actually started imagining like my niece's reaction and Aww. each niece, like how she would react. Cause like I, I know how they would react. And like my little nephew well one of them because you know i have 10 and 11 is on the way and like there's also a niece that i don't even know never met her before but she is so beautiful i mean i've seen pictures no seriously she is gorgeous i have never seen a baby that is so pretty i look forward to you getting to meet her i hope it happens soon yeah me too <laughs> but she's beautiful anyways um so, okay, so obviously that I am looking forward because because when I go back, I'm going to I'm hopefully um, going to go back with Dan. So I think the one thing I look forward to the most other than seeing all my friends that I miss so much and all my family that I miss so much that it hurts um, and obviously eating. I'm looking forward to experiencing all of this with Dan mm -hmm. and like showing him my life. Yeah. I mean, okay, so yes, my mom sold the house that I, um, I used to live in, but I can still drive by there and like yeah. show him this is where I grew up um, and show him where I'm from and experiencing all the things that I'm telling him about. I keep telling him about the Dead Sea and I keep telling him about all the food and I keep telling him about um, going down to Eilat and like doing, you know, mm -hmm. um, snorkeling. Well, I'm not going to snorkel because... You can snorkel. No, I, I can't. You can't? No, no, I have... Uh, okay, this is so personal. I am scared of fish. Interesting. Weird. Not weird. I respect your fear of fish. I have a fear of, like, being in a, in water mm -hmm. with... It's not like the fish scares me. Well, it does. But I don't know. It's being in water with something else that moves 
that's not like in my control it's okay. kind of scary that i feel like listeners we can all say we support you in the legitimacy of your fish fear and like little things touching my legs and i can't as she says this her dog is literally <laughs> climbing her leg and this dog is little just saying yeah but here i'm like in control i'm out in the air I just remember the last time I went snorkeling in a lot. It was the guide. Like, they sent you with a snorkeling tour guide. And my guide was so depressing because she was, like, an environmental student, which is amazing. But it was literally, like, she would point and be like, look at that one fish. If you had been here 20 years ago before the, you know, corporations ruined everything, there would have been a whole school of fish. Look at this coral. It's dead. It's dead. And it's our fault. And I'm like, I'm so not making sorry. fun of anyone that's saving the environment. No, I appreciate it. You should not. You should not be snorkel. But I was just like, it was the saddest snorkeling tour because everything that I was like, wow, that's so cool. She's like, if you had been here 20 years ago, you would really see. And now, like, we've done irreparable damage. And then I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't be on a snorkeling tour then. Like, are we making it worse? <laughs> did you go snorkel on this trip? Snorkeling? I did not snorkel this trip. So, what was your favorite part of this trip? Well, there was the taco. Um, No, actually, I think my favorite part. So one of like, sorry, I love, Um, I love how you were like, well, the taco, the taco was really good. So one that goes to Israel, favorite part of is a food. So other than, of course, the caveats of seeing my sister and my in-laws and like just being able to be with the people that I love, um, that was obviously the best part and the food um we did a so israel has a lot of water hikes and so we did one called nachal kibbutzim which is this like just really fun um water hike you just like walk slash swim through this river and i'm yeah. using river in a really broad sense like not it's for me um mm-hmm. yeah there there might be fish in it um if not there are probably frogs in it I did not see any frogs, so I cannot comment on that. Um, (laughs) But it was just so, like, moments where you're just like, this is so Israeli. So So, that was your favorite part? So we jump in the water. Mm -hmm. Well, first we get to the parking lot. And it's a Monday afternoon. School is still in session. You think maybe it won't be that crowded. It's like senior class trip day for all these girls' schools. So the place is packed. There's all these like girls who are just so excited to be there. And it was lovely. And my sister-in-law and my father-in-law, Noam, um, my sister and I were going down the river. And my sister-in-law is the best. And she really enthusiastically says, guys, there's a slide coming up. And I looked at my sister and I was like, I will bet you anything in the world that when Israelis say slide on this kind of river, they mean like sewage pipe that's slightly tilted. And we get there and it was a sewage pipe that was slightly tilted that they're calling a slide. And in America, like this would be a hazard. It would be like illegal. People would like be writing petitions about it sliding down the like used sewage pipe was so much fun of course and if i become radioactive like it is fine you will not there's no radioactive radioactive activity up there you never know and um so we (laughs) so we went down the sewage pipe as a slide and then like some random person on the river was just like offering fruit to people and it wasn't creepy it was just like yeah i would love 
um, a mishmi, an apricot, sorry, fresh apricot um, in Israel or called in Hebrew called mishmishim, and like he was just offering them to people. I was like, great. Thank you, sir. So, and then like there was someone on the side of the road selling grape leaves out of the side of a truck, which was also not creepy. And I just like, I love that in Israel, maybe it's just my like starry eyed perspective. I'm like, I will take food from strangers, which still brings us back to my favorite thing involves food. (laughs) So I don't know what we want to take away from that situation. Do you have any tips for like someone that's going for the first time to Israel? Oh my gosh. So, so many. I think what's really important when you go to Israel, especially for the first time, Mm -hmm. is to find a balance between like touring and real life. Um, That I think there's something really beautiful about the lingering that happens in Israel, that you really get a sense of Israeli society when you're sitting in a cafe lingering over coffee, when you're sitting on the beach lingering over watermelon, um, when you're sitting at Golda, my new ice cream Lingering over (laughs) ice cream. Or frozen yogurt. Or both, yes, and. Or both. Um, (laughs) Yes, and. So I think there's something really nice to just getting into the pace of real life. But then I think what was so important about the way that I built my relationship with Israel through travel was actually seeing places. Um, Because I feel like, especially when Israelis who live abroad go to Israel, you just go to where you're from or where your friends are and you sit in a cafe and you hang out, but not necessarily going and seeing like the breadth and depth of the country. So going to museums, going to like, even like not just the Israel museum, but like small ridiculous museums, like why that you're just like, this is amazing. And they're so quirky and off the beaten path. Um, I think going to, I'm a huge geek. So like going to the different historical sites, whatever your faith background is, like going to the ones of your own religion, but also going to the ones of others. Like one of Noam's and my favorite places to go in Israel is the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Like we think it's just oh my God, a it's beautiful. fascinating, yes, yes, beautiful yes. place. Beautiful. So I think like getting out of your comfort zone and then also really seeing the nature. I feel like when people talk about Israel, there's a visual of the desert and the desert is beautiful. And like you're from Beersheba, I will not mess with like desert loveliness, but then you go up north and it's so lush and green. And like, so yeah, first timer tips. That's true. Within like an eight hour drive, you get get every climate. Every climate. So yeah, first timer tips, travel, travel on the beaten path like don't knock it travel off the beaten path eat like eat a lot um and also I feel like just be open to whatever comes up um one of the nights that we were there just now my sister and I were walking on her street and obviously as happens in Israel I bumped into someone who I know um (laughs) and this person um is someone who I knew when I lived in DC and her daughter actually moved to Israel and is now in the army. So she was there for like a month. Um, okay, that's random. Even, well, it always happens. It always happens, exactly. Yeah. And she invited us to their Airbnb apartment the following night for a vegan wine party, which would never happen, at least in Cleveland. Um, and we went and we were just like, why not? So it was like people's parents and teenagers and my sister and I, and it was just like, living our best vegan wine lives. Um, As a personal note to everyone listening, do not Google why wine could be not vegan if you wanna feel comfortable drinking. Um, I just wanna give that as my personal recommendation. Do not research this topic. If you do, it's not our fault. I'm just guessing that you 
told you vegan because you wanted to explain they won't be eating cheeses. No, no, no. There's a thing called like that's vegan wine. Like it was a vegan wine party. Okay. Um. So don't look up why wine could be not vegan. It just it doesn't sit well. Okay. Yeah. That's my my wisdom for you. What about you? Like when you think about Dan or other potential first timers to Israel, what are your pro tips? Pro tips. Um, don't expect a line to be a line. Uh, That's people fair. will cut in front of you. That's fair. People are um, rude, and it's just part of the culture. Um, be prepared to hearing a lot of honking on the street and angry, angry drivers and people yell at each other, but it's good. It's fine. Nothing's going to happen. They just yell because people are very angry. Everyone's just loud. And people are very loud. But be spontaneous, live in the moment, remember that's how Israel is. Everything is spontaneous. And also, do not, and I repeat, do not expect to sleep. Um, Israel is like 24 hours, something is happening, and you do not want to miss it. So plan a vacation for after your vacation in Israel, because you would want to um, sleep after, because during, it's just a waste of time. It's so true. I said recently, I was like, I feel like, Israel's the only place, specifically Tel Aviv, but other cities as well, that I could live in an apartment with my dogs Mm -hmm. because I would never have to worry, like if I had to walk them at night, Mm -hmm. that no one's gonna be out or it's gonna be shady. Like you're out at two o'clock in the morning and it's just like, there's a random family of five, like having coffee because kids don't have bedtimes. Yeah, Um, and also like coffee is part of the culture, enjoy it. Have coffee in the morning, have coffee in the afternoon, and have coffee at night. Because you're staying up anyway. You're staying up anyways. And again, there's always something to do. So if you're also planning on going out, dinner is late. Yes. It is not at five. No. Five is lunch. Yes. Dinner is nine. Yes. Enjoy it. It's a European life. Absolutely. Um, Do your research and rent a car. Yes. You do not want to rely on any public transportation and if you are staying in Tel Aviv make sure you have a parking space if it's in a hotel or whatever if you are renting a car if not good luck um maybe Tel Aviv is like the one place that not renting a car is actually fine you don't need a car when you're in Tel Aviv but if you're going elsewhere anywhere else do not rely on public transportation to go anywhere because it is bad um, what else? What other pro tips can I give? Um, the tip from my left shoulder blade right now is don't forget your sunscreen. Do not forget your sunscreen. <laughs> I have a very specific color happening and yeah. it's a uh, fire engine red. Yeah, it's like sunny um, all year round in Israel. It, there's like barely any winter. It's lovely. Um, it's lovely, yeah. Um, I think those are the most like pro tips. I appreciate oh, and, 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 and like eat. Just Keep eating. Just keep eating. Forget about your diet. You will walk it off. Don't worry. And you'll sweat it out. And you'll sweat. And you'll come home like skinnier than you've ever been, I promise. And just eat. Enjoy it. You will love it. Somehow that didn't apply to me. European food. Yes, it did. European food um, is awesome. And enjoy it. Oh, and if you don't like vegetables, good luck in Israel because everything is around vegetables. Can I tell you what actually everything in Israel is around? This was a big deal. Dairy. Well, (laughs) dairy. Um, I met someone yeah. who's allergic to olive oil. Oh, no. And she's a vegan in Israel who's oh, allergic to olive oil. I, I She can uh, eat at home. Well, I don't know if it was rude for me to be like, 
Like, how allergic are you? Like, are you gonna <laughs> die or like, are you just so gonna get a rash? Wait, so is she allergic to olives? She's allergic to olives, but like olives you can be allergic to. Like, it's fine. It doesn't like affect everyone else at your table yeah. versus olive oil. And we ate at like an Arab restaurant. So when you eat in an Arab <laughs> restaurant, it's communal eating yeah. because you have all the shared plates and salatim and salads and all these different things. And she was allergic to olive oil. So she couldn't eat anything. Well, like, they, they were actually very accommodating, and we, they made certain dishes without olive oil, and then another person who I was with made this whole show of being like, can I have olive oil on the side? So they brought her, like, a jug of olive oil. <laughs> and it was this very, like, low stakes, for me at least, controversy. Yeah. Um, but I was just... It, it was like a, an anthropological experiment. I was like, can you just tell me how you get through your day yeah. in Israel being a vegan allergic to olive oil, like without just... Well, she probably doesn't eat out a lot. It's probably at home. That makes me so sad for her. I know, but I hope she knows how to cook. I hope so too. She did not offer to cook for me, so I cannot uh, comment mm. on that. But Oh, also another tip. Like if someone invites you over to their house for like a meal or whatever, it's fine. Go. Just like I, go to the vegan wine party. Go enjoy it. Israel is all about being spontaneous. People don't plan ahead in Israel. No. You don't make plans for like another week. You don't like have time on your calendar. It's very spontaneous. So like, you, you can decide to have friends over that night, and you just call your friends up. Hey, want to come over? And like everyone's like, okay, cool, I'm coming, and that's it. And then you have a party. So if someone invites you, be sure you're. It's not a hassle. Just go. Enjoy it. Absolutely. Door is always open. That's the Israeli way. So we've talked about like things that we miss about Israel, things that we love. Um, what is something that you have not yet, even with all of your years in Israel, done or visited or experienced that you would like to? There's one thing. Okay. Um, so up north, mm -hmm. I'm not even sure where. But up north, um, it's closer to like Haifa. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know how to call it in English. I can barely know the name in Hebrew. I barely know the name in Hebrew. Um, where you like jump off a cliff with uh, this like flying thing. Like Oh, cool. What's it called? I don't know, but it sounds amazing. What's it called in English? Is it like, I mean, cliff jumping? Or like, it's not like parasailing. Parasailing. It, is it parasailing? I think that's what it's called. That sounds great. What? I mean, you're, you're with someone. Yeah. Oh! I mean, you're like flying. You're like flying. Yeah. That's so cool. So I want to do that. It's the one thing that I've never done in Israel. I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I have a fear of like heights or not. Just fish. <laughs> fish for sure. But every time I see people doing that, I think to myself, oh, that's so cool. And like, I, I, would, I would like to do that that's in Israel. Awesome. I'm not sure if I, uh, but that's like the one thing I never tried. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that I've done everything that I ever wanted to do in Israel. But that's the one thing I I, okay. I remember like seeing it, never doing it, and thinking it's a cool idea. So I may I may try that when I go I back. I love that. You should. <laughs> I'll be sure to send attach, a video. Yeah, like I'll get like, a GoPro. Yeah, yeah. I'll attach a GoPro. Pro. There you go. A GoPro. Ugh, that's a that's a that's hard, a hard thing word. to say, right? Okay, good. Not just me. <laughs> I remember when I was in college, one of my roommates um, went skydiving mm -hmm. and you could like pay extra to get someone else to jump out of the plane to film you. Oh, God. So she did that and then she sent the tape to her mom and that's how she told her mom that she went skydiving. So you see, the one thing I would never do is skydive, but like this kind of seems like it's a little closer to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I respect Probably that. Probably more risky, but I don't know. It feels so, legit. Yeah. What's, what's like yours? Do you have anything? Oh my gosh. So 
There's one hotel in Israel, and I'm not like a hotel snob. <gasps> Which one? The Barishi. Oh, I was there. You see, I told you everything I wanted to do is what I did. So, listeners, yes, this, you have to. There's this hotel in Israel called the Barishi, and it's on the Machtesh um, Ramon, so the Ramon Crater, mm-hmm. which is this like unique geological formation in Israel. It's absolutely beautiful, and this hotel is supposed to be amazing, and it there is. are rooms with like private pools. Okay, but if you go, you have to splurge for the room with the private pool. I would without question. No, it's like, it is extremely more, it's like way more expensive. No, that's why I would go. And I would you, never get a regular room. Okay, and you also splurge for a room with a good like view. There is no bad view, but I mean, supposedly, but I've seen like friends of mine on Instagram post and yes, there are rooms with bad views. So when Noam and I were getting married, um, multiple people asked me like, what did I want for a gift and I really thought about it and like we already lived together you know we already had a lot of like household kitchenware stuff yeah so I said to my grandfather that's what I want I want like a weekend at this hotel and I explained the whole thing of like they have the private pools and he sent me a picture of a bathtub and said isn't this the same thing like instead of the private pool he was like I'll just get you a bathtub what do you mean get you a bathtub? Like a hotel room that has a bathtub in it. Like what's the difference between a private pool and a bathtub? Oh no. Um, then a relative of Noam, so I said the same thing to her. I was like, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to stay. Thought that my goal was actually just to like go to Machtesh Ramon, which is beautiful, but was not the point here. And they booked us like a youth hostel. <laughs> near the Machtesh because everyone in my life seems to have missed the point that there, I want to go to this hotel. There are literally two hotels in Machtesh in, in, in yeah, Mitzvah One is, the, is Bereshit and yeah. the other one sucks. That's the one. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. So we didn't end up going. I was like, oh, miscommunication. Okay, but there is a cool thing to do in Mitzvah mm-hmm. You can go horseback riding on the Machtesh. Yes. Like on the side of it. It's really amazing. So I, when I was like 16, was hiking in Machtesh Ramon and managed to not fall down anything because that's like an average person's thing. I fell up the side of the Machtesh. Still don't know how. And my like knee was treated in just like this clinic in Mitzperamon. And I am not kidding when I say the person who was like stitching me up mm-hmm. was eating saltine crackers at the same time. Ew. And I'm pretty sure there are actively still crumbs like in my body somewhere. Um, Probably from dissolved this, by now, but ew. No, I, I think they're still there. Salt doesn't go away. Okay, so you've never done that, and that's what you want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to go to this hotel. Okay, um, that's a good. That's a good answer. And also, I can tell you from my experience, do it. They give you okay. So at night, all of a sudden, there was like a knock on the door, and uh, like towards the evening, mm-hmm. and oh, also, the, sorry. Okay. For one, their breakfast is the best breakfast I've ever had at any hotel. And Israeli hotel breakfasts are amazing. Oh, they're amazing. But like this their the breakfast, best. no, seriously, I've never had a breakfast like that. It's it was crazy. That sounds lovely. It was, it was amazing. Yes. Um and um the restaurant at the hotel is also amazing. That's I wouldn't leave. Like they I actually, would just be in the hotel. They actually have two restaurants. One is a milk, like a dairy restaurant, and one is a meat restaurant. No, 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 no. Team no. dairy? Te- no, both. Oh, Seriously? Okay, so I need two nights. Team both. They are it's 
crazy. It's they they serve crazy food. It's just amazing. Listeners, if you uh, give us enough five star ratings and reviews, maybe we'll get enough sponsors that <laughs> I can go to this hotel. Maybe they'll maybe they'll sponsor us because I've given this like ridiculous. Oh, this is like a free ad for sure. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, but as anyway, so at in the at the evening they come up to your like room, and oh, and you can get a you can order a golf cart to like take you around the hotel to like if if your room is like too far from the lobby they will come pick you up. <laughs> yeah, and anyways, um, they give you like this little spray, okay, to spray on your pillow at night to like help you sleep better. That sounds lovely. And it smells so good. I want pillow spray. It's amazing. It's I didn't not, know that I was deprived of this. It's not like a regular like lavender spray. It's like just, I don't know how to even explain the scent. It was made especially for the hotel. It's like their scent. It's amazing. That's what happens in Emily in Paris. They made, yeah, they made a- They make the scent for the hotel. They did. They really did. That's crazy. It's amazing. Um, but okay, what's a, what's a Jewish travel destination you want to visit? Outside of Israel. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Well, so, I, I was thinking both, but I don't care. Whatever. Outside of Israel. Sure. So, well, because I feel like all of Israel in some ways is a Jewish travel destination. Yeah, but aren't like outside of Israel travel, Jewish travel destinations all just sad? No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I love, I love going to like Jewy places wherever oh, I travel. Now I thought of one that's outside of Israel. Amazing. Good. I'm going to ask you the question next. But it's sad. Okay. Um, well, I, <laughs> okay. What's yours? I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> um, so one that I've been to and would love to return to is the old Jewish quarter in Prague. It was absolutely amazing. I didn't know that's a thing. Well, I've never heard of it. It's like very well known. I've never. Oh my god! <laughs> I swear I've never heard of that's it. That's so funny. That's I'll show horrible. you pictures. Yes, no. please. So okay, the, now that's my destination. The old Jewish quarter in Prague. Noam and I went there a few years ago and it was amazing. But I'm like. I want, it's one of those that I'm like, I need to redo that because I feel like so many places that I'll go to, I get so interested when I'm there that I read so much more about them afterwards. Wait, and like, is this a World them. War II? No, it's of? before World War II. Okay. So it, it's good. It's, it's not okay. like a ghetto. It's not a ghetto. Okay. Um, but so that is one, but I would really love to go to Morocco. I feel like Morocco has such an amazing, like just not only Jewish past, but also Jewish present, that there's still really Jewish life there. And it's a Jewish life that I'm not particularly exposed to or familiar with. And I want to go to Morocco in general, but specifically I would love to see Jewish Morocco. What about you? What was the thing you thought of? Well, you see, you always like do this to me. Like your your answers are just so much better. No, I want to know what you. Well, want. now my destinations are the same as yours. What was your previous destination? And <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so okay, first of all, I always wanted to go to Morocco. And fun fact, I have a friend in Israel that actually moved to Israel from Morocco. That's cool. And he's our age. Wow, I feel like. I I, I'm gonna sound so insensitive. And I'm his like, brother still lives there. Wow! I, I feel know like all the people who moved from Morocco that I know were of a previous generation. I know, I know. Yes, no, but that's why I said, and he's alright because yeah. it was important to say. So I agree with you on going there. And actually, my brother went there, and it's amazing. Yeah. And just so you know, some of like the best surfers, like surf surf watching, is in Morocco. Yes. Nobody speaks of this. Mm, here, I'll teach you something. Thank you. I did not know that. Yes. I love watching surfing. So please YouTube surfing videos from Morocco. They're awesome. I love watching surfing. I'm mm -hmm. like way too clumsy to actually even attempt. So but. if you actually go to Morocco, I would actually visit um, the sea and 
go surf watching. I'm telling you. I would surf watch. It's a thing. Um, if you do travel to Morocco, do not do it from Israel. It's the longest flight in the world. Oh, because you have to go around? Yeah, it's like a 12-hour flight. It's That's horrible. ridiculous. Yeah. Find another way. Um, maybe from Europe. Um... Okay, so that's, yeah, that is a destination. Okay. I would love to go. It's a really good choice, Samantha. Thank you. Awesome. Good job, I self. love it. Um, the Jewish Quarter in Prague I've never heard of, and I kind of feel stupid, but now I'm going to check it out. Amazing. And that also may be a destination of mine. Perfect. But I would love to go to Amsterdam and oh. also visit. So so that's why I said it's kind of sad, because I want to visit the Anne Frank House. I love the Anne Frank House. I've never been. It's a good um, Amsterdam is awesome. I would love to go there. Also, I love cheese. I do love cheese. I don't love beer. No. No. But I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, is beer a thing? Be- Did I, mean, I just beer make that up? Beer is a thing. No, no. In Amsterdam. But... I feel like beer is a thing. Yeah, okay. No, so here's... Okay, yes, yes. No, no, I didn't make this up. I didn't make this up. So there's the Heineken um, Museum in Amsterdam, and that's why I remember... That's Got why I it. said beer, and that was my kind of... I was like, wait, am I mixing beer up with someone else somewhere no. else? No. No. It's a thing. It's the Heineken Museum is in Amsterdam. Dying to go I love it. Dan Frank's house. I feel like it's, uh, it's a good spot, because of course it is, like... It is sad, but it's also really well done and meaningful and moving and yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's kind of it's awesome to see some, like a place like that that actually existed and you know you're hearing about it all these years and studying about it and whatever. I, I really want to go see it yeah. and see it. Um, my mom said it's great. Yeah, I, um, I'm a fan. And Amsterdam is amazing, and I want to eat all the cheese because I love cheese. <laughs> Guys, any <laughs> listeners who have any connections to anyone in the dairy industry, obviously we give a lot of spontaneous endorsements. Oh my god! Okay, can I tell you about the cottage cheese that I found? I found it. We'll close on this note. Yes, tell us about the cottage cheese. <laughs> so sorry. No. Trader Joe's. Okay, I love Trader Joe's. They Joe's. have the small cottage cheese in like the light, like a light blue kind of container. It's so small, but it is as good as is. Okay, not as good. Maybe a little less, but it's the closest that you can get other than the other one that I already recommended. It feels like going to Trader Joe's lately is such an Israeli experience because they're stocking Bamba. Yeah. They have this cottage cheese. They're good. Like, listen, Team they're Trader good. Joe's. Team Trader Joe's. Seriously. I will always be on Team Trader Joe's. I can't believe I just went to Trader Joe's and I didn't buy Bamba. <sighs> I bought cottage cheese. <laughs> I always I always stock up on Bob. So I was recommended this cottage cheese. I was like, I'm going to go try it out if because an Israeli recommended it. So I said, okay, this must be good. And it is. So if you are an Israeli and you're missing cottage cheese, please go buy it. Also, if you're not an Israeli and you want good cottage cheese, go, go buy, buy it. it. And thank you, Trader Joe's. I love you. <laughs> well, thank you for that spontaneous endorsement of Trader Joe's. <laughs> and to all of our listeners for another uh, listening to another episode of How Do You Jew. Once again, I want to remind you of all the ways that you can find us um, you can follow us on instagram at how do you do pod you can check out our website how do you do email us how do you do pod at gmail.com and of course as we said earlier rate review subscribe share with your friends wherever you were listening to this just give us shout outs send us love um, and we look forward to seeing you next week yes and until next time happy doing.